Wildcats to Weber State Weekly's Women's Hoops Show, member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, we have Jessica Euler, recently returned from the South, our neighbors just to the South in Alabama. Jessica, how are you doing? Doing pretty dang good. Um, went and watched Arkansas Razorbacks versus Alabama, and we did not embarrass ourselves. So Sweet. I consider that a win. <laughs> yeah, no, good. And we played a good team in Alabama and had a good time. Yeah. Uh, also on the show today, we got Brooke Minnick. Brooke, uh, long, I've been on, it's been a while since we had you on the show, but good to have you back talking women's hoops. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you. So, uh, on the show today, we've got a player interview. We're going to be talking with junior forward, Jade Matthews. You can talk to us a little bit about her journey from Redding, California, Northern California. I've got a question for her about that all the way to Weber <laughs> State. And then uh, talking about uh, just the way that the women's team has played this year, because uh, they're playing a little bit better, had some had some early success, and uh, it's been, I think, snowballing and been in a lot of games. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about some of the new faces on the team, talk about some of the things they did in the offseason, and uh, some of the success they've had early. Then we're going to break down the game that uh, the Lady Wildcat, Wildcats went on the road to UC Davis, who doesn't play in the big sky in other sports, just football. And so they're the Big West for everything else. So non-conference game, but took the trip to Davis. And we're going to talk a little bit about that game. And then I've got a game for the ladies here today. We're going to be playing buy or sell. I've got some scenarios that we're going to put out there. We're going to see if they would buy or sell. See which, uh, which one sticks. But before we get into all that, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all good places to find Weber State Weekly. We're also on YouTube. If you want to rewatch some of these or you want to watch them on Facebook or Twitter, we're on social media, of course, all of those platforms and Instagram. And then we've got a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Weaver State Weekly. Uh, become a member of our group chat. We've got a game day chat in there where we talk about the games. Usually as they happen, things are obviously going to shift now that football is over. We've got volleyball conference. Uh, it's not conference anymore. We've got volleyball tournament going on. Wildcats find themselves in the NIVC hosting in Ogden. So if you can, get up to Club Swenson this week. And uh, we're talking about a bunch of things. So become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Weaver State Weekly. You can get involved in some of that stuff. Plus, I've got some content for our patrons coming up. i got some plans. So, And then uh, last thing is uh, we've got to shout out our sponsor, Wildcat Rack. Wildcat Rack is a great place to buy some gifts for your Weaver State fans in your family. Looking for good and cool apparel to wear to the games because there are going to be a lot of them coming up this season. Check out wildcatrack.com. It's a great place to do it. Good local business. And uh, they support the purple and white just as much as you do. All right, folks. Now that we've kind of managed all of that, junior forward Jaden Matthews, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Jaden, you've had a, I mean, a really good start to the season already. Uh, been really kind of, I think, building up on uh, the growth that you had in your sophomore season and coming out of the gate, really having a lot of success. But I want to take you all the way back to the beginning. Uh, originally from Redding, California. It's in Northern California, if you're not familiar. And uh, we've got some new recruits that have kind of rolled in recently, especially this year. Got some, uh, there was a, a recruit from Piedmont that came in. I've been to Piedmont. It's a nice place. Uh, mm -hmm. just outside of Oakland, um, but some others uh, from kind of the Bay Area and a little bit north. Um, but you're the OG, uh, I think, Northern Cal Northern California recruit. Talk to us a little bit about how Weber State got on your radar and uh, what made you ultimately decide that taking the trip up to Ogden was the place where you wanted to play your college basketball. Yeah, so being from Reading, I didn't have a lot of exposure at all. Um, I didn't even know what travel AAU was until I was about 17. Went and played for um a team in Sacramento, I would drive two and a half hours to go and play to get exposure from colleges. 
Um, so Weber State reached out. I'm pretty sure through my AAU coach, um, Coach V happened to know my coach. Um, I played his high school team in high school. So uh, that's how the word got out to them. That's what I heard from Coach V, how she found out about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then on, just my contact with Coach V and then her assistant coaches at the time, I knew like just from my first couple of conversations, especially with her that, you know, this was a place I wanted to be for, you know, my four years of, um, of basketball. So just, it was really what sold me was her. I didn't like, before I took my visit, it was coach B, the staff, they had me sold on their vision and uh, what they wanted to do. So. So decided to, to make the commitment, come out to Weber state. And I think it's been a good one thus far. I mean, you've had a lot of opportunity to play, um, and especially start last season. I mean, just just a person who's been able to really make an impact early. And so I want to talk a little bit about some of that impact. I mean, I think that one of the things that you were best at watching you uh, last year and early this year, uh, you're you're a player who has a nose for the ball. You averaged 5.8 rebounds in your freshman season, 6.5 and now 9.2 this season already. Um uh, you also averaged 10 boards in high school. So you've always been a player who just finds the ball and tracks it down. And then I looked at the numbers in the conference. You're currently third in the conference in rebounds. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about how you've been able to find yourself or been effective at bringing down the boards and giving your team an opportunity for extra possessions, because not everybody has that, but you seem to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I pride myself in my rebounding. My mindset every game is, you know, I'm going to go in here and grab as many boards as I can and the points will come. So that's always the points are in the back of my mind. My mindset going into every game is like a hundred percent. I'm going to rebound the ball. I'm going to get us extra possessions on offense and get the ball on defense and push the ball so we can go. So that is, I think that attack mentality, as far as that um, rebounding, rebounding points will come points will come. Jessica Brooke questions for, uh, for Jaden here. Yeah. So your first two seasons at Weber State had a lot of tough losses. You had some close games. Last year was a little bit tough. You ended up getting on a winning streak at the end of last year is what I'm going to say. We're, we're starting it over again that way this year. Um, how has the team been able to stay resilient and find that success early this season? Yeah, gosh, the group of girls we have right now, I think the most is the most resilient group uh, we've had since I've been here. Um, and I think we're all playing with a chip on our shoulder, you know, me, uh, Darren Hickok, Corey, Emma Torbert, you know, all the returners we've, we've been through, you know, our losing season. And I think now no one really expects us to do anything. And, um, so we go out there, we play hard every game we're playing for us at this point. Um, you know, we can't really let anyone down. We just have only, we have everything to gain. So I think that helps us with our resilience and then just, um, having, been there, you know, myself and the returners, and then we can lead the younger people who have just gotten here. They can see, you know, all right, these girls are trying to win. You know, we have nothing to lose as we lay it out there every night. So I think that's great. And it helps with uh, what we're trying to do for sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds like you got a pretty great team dynamic going on there. For sure. So like we kind of mentioned, there's been a number of new faces, that, a lot of turnover, a lot of new people this year. So how have you guys been able to build that chemistry pretty quick, like quickly and, and the success you've already had at the D? Yeah. So, um, the chemistry, that's good. Uh, our starting five right now is actually five returners. Um, 
-hmm. And personally, you know, I feel really comfortable with them on the court. We know how each other plays. (laughs) And right now it's about, you know, we're incorporating, you know, every aspect we have, um, every weapon we have, and they are doing a really good job of, you know, being what they need to be for us. Um, and now it's just about building off of all the new people's strengths. It's, it's our jobs as the returners to sit there and we have to find what they're good at and, you know, help them capitalize to make us better. Yeah, definitely the case. Like you said, uh, Jaden, uh, the starting group for this Wildcats team is pretty experienced. Almost all the way at the, at the, at the point. And then, you know, Darren Hickok yourself, Corey Penser, Emma Torbert, right? Like these are all players who have had the experience. They've, like you said, been through those losing seasons. Some of them, uh, like Emma, have transferred in. And so a lot of experience in that starting unit, but then the bench unit, um, pretty young. And so opportunities for you all to kind of step up in leadership and kind of teach them kind of the ropes and how Wildcat basketball gets played in Ogden. So big opportunity yeah. for them. And like I said, some of those faces uh, from not very far from where you're from as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that the regionality of that kind of gives you a, a stronger connection with some of those players or just through some of the team building that you've done, you all have just kind of built that up uh, pretty quickly because it seems to, it seems to be working. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, like you said, I was the only one from, you know, Northern California, but having as many as we do now, that was something we were immediately able to connect on, um, and I think relationships off the court are so important for, you know, how you play on the court. So being having a lot of girls from where I'm from, you know, we were already be, um, able to build those relationships, which already made us that much closer. And we didn't even know each other. So I think it's I think it's great having all of them out here. Sure. Awesome. Colby mentioned earlier just how great your rebounds have been both this season and always really. Um, it kind of, it seems like it's spread to the rest of the team. So defense looks great this year. They're second best in the conference. I mean, you're coming out strong with conference play starting later this week. Can you tell us what's different about defense this year? Y'all doing different strategies. Do you think it comes down to the relationships of those returners? What What's different with defense this year? Yeah, so we had we've never done this in my three years here, but our our very first team meeting we had, um, we all got together as a team and we all wanted like a team identity specifically for defense. That's what we're pounding on this year is defense, defense, defense. Points will come. We're going to play defense. So as a team, we um, we actually call our defense Rhonda and we named it after Rhonda Rousey. You know, she's a nice. competitor and she's everything we want our defense to look like. So like the coaches will like joke about it, the players, but it's like, it's a real thing. Um, so before every game, it's like, is Rhonda, like, is she showing up today? Is she going to be here today? And so far she's been there, you know, for, for Oh my games. gosh. I just love it. That is fantastic. <laughs> How'd you come up? So what made you pick Rhonda out of everybody out there? Did you throw around different names? How'd you land on? We Rhonda? did. We went through, I think we went through, I think we said like Nikki, we were thinking of like Nikki Minaj. Yeah. It just went through. And then, and then Rhonda, we just thought of like the characteristics, characteristics of who she is, you know, as an athlete and what she does. And we're like, you know, yeah, we need to, resemble everything that woman is so <laughs> I love it so much and what a great way to bring your team together on the court you can even yes. call each other out if you you know don't look great one even be like where's Rhonda at oh, where's Rhonda like, exactly yeah. no always always that's awesome <laughs> Brooke uh, another question from you if you have one um so the season is still kind of young but you've already increased your scoring average this year compared to the other seasons and just kind of talk to us about your off season and how you trained for that. 
Yes. So, um, for the season, the season. <laughs> yeah. um, I think a lot of it was uh, confidence for me. I had a lot of conversations with my coach and, uh, she said, cause I didn't last year, I wasn't shooting the ball very much, you know, just kind of when opportunities came to me, I would take them. But she told me this year, you know, my role was going to change a little bit and I needed to be able to, you know, uh, create for my team and put up different numbers, you know, to help us to win. So uh, hearing that from her and hearing the confidence from her just allowed me to portray that confidence on the court. And I think that's where these numbers are coming from so early. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's definitely the case. Uh, you know, we, we titled this episode J double double because I mean, you've had quite a few this season already I only played five games, but I think that you had a double double in two or three of those. So, I mean, all, we all, like we talked about earlier, you've always been a player who has been able to find the ball, um, but it feels like shooting the ball a lot better. I mean, uh, watching that Davis game, I kept, I kept, I mean, obviously I was watching the replay on ESPN mm-hmm. plus, which is a nice feature folks. If you, if you miss the game, you can always go back to ESPN plus and rewatch those games. And uh, I will say that the Davis, the Davis announcer guys, Mike was awful, but feed was good. Yeah. And so, and so I kept, I, you know, I'm watching the offense kind of play out. And it's like, man, they got to find Jaden because like she's hitting shots tonight. Like she is mm-hmm. going to, you were two for three from, three-point range in that game, just mm-hmm. absolutely tearing it up. And so uh, a lot of success early. And when it comes to scoring, like Brooke mentioned, I mean, a ton of success there already. Um, last question I wanted to ask was about um, about your major, actually. So I think that sometimes what we get lost in all of this college sports stuff is – you guys are actually students. <laughs> you go to college. It's yeah. a thing. And uh, so you're currently a radiological tech, rated rad sci. I mean, that, that's kind of the way I understand it. But like, uh, talk to us a little bit about that major, kind of why you chose it. and kind So of actually, um, I've changed my major four times, maybe three okay. times. Um, I love it. it. Was, yeah, I, I came into college as a psychology major. I wanted to be a sports psychologist. Um, then it changed to the radiology, technology, all that kind of stuff. Um, but now I found my way into like the professional sales field. Mm. Um, for being an athlete, it was I like it was like a hard um, thing to get into. They told me, you know, at a certain point, I'd eventually have to choose between like practices and internships. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, something that I had to, you know, take the time and set aside. But um, I'm happy in my current major now, uh, like I said, professional sales, I think it's very broad and allows me to go out and, um, find a lot of different things to do. So yeah, that's, that's think, what I'm at right now. Yeah. And I think the nice thing about that major, a lot of flexibility there. I mean, they, they have a completely online program. They've integrated with a lot of other programs on campus. And so they've got all these certificates yeah. now. I mean, this is Dame Lillard's major, you know what I mean? So right. a, lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of athletes have come through Weber state and have gone through this exact same major and have found success off the court. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, you landed in a good spot. seems like yes. it's going to be a good one. It is. Uh, uh, so Jaden, I, I was going to ask about this last question. Um, mm-hmm. Last, last question. I promise. <laughs> I was looking at the schedule and we'll talk about, you know, we'll shout the schedule out at the end of the show here, but you all are on the road twice this week. You're going to mm-hmm. head down to Flagstaff and take on Northern Arizona. And then later on Saturday, uh, you'll be on the road again, heading to Portland to take on the Vikings. And so I just kind of want to understand the logistics of that. I mean, Obviously, there it's it's a really really far to go to Flagstaff. That's that's quite a drive, uh, yeah. and then have to have to turn around and then what like get back on a bus and what drive drive to Portland. Like talk to us about some of those like weird back to backs like that because traditionally the way it works 
is if the men are at home, the women are on the road and vice versa. The men are on the mm-hmm. road, the women are at home, right? And they always face the same teams. So if the men are right. playing NAU at home like they are on Thursday night, the women will be playing against NAU in Flagstaff. You know, they have the exact same, all the universities have the same. So talk to us a little bit about how that works, uh, especially like a weird back-to-back uh, this week where quite a bit of geography between these two, which normally I feel like the trips, they, they kind of clump them together. You know? Yeah. Um, so we'll leave tomorrow morning and we'll head to Flagstaff. Um, well, we'll head to Phoenix. We fly in, we'll fly into Phoenix. Um, and then we'll drive two hours to Flagstaff. Um, we'll play our game on Thursday and then on Friday morning, we'll drive, you know, another two hours back to Phoenix airport. And then from Phoenix, we'll fly to, uh, Portland. So that's how we clump those together. And then from Portland, we'll come home. But, uh, not too much driving. I'd say the only trip we drive for are the Montana's because we do those in uh, the same trip, Montana State and Montana. Um, that's the only one that's really different. But otherwise, we'll we'll fly from location to location. Um, I mean, is that the case, too, with like a sometimes tough to get to schools like Idaho, where there's not really like I mean, it seems like you probably have to fly to Spokane first and then kind of take a drive over to Moscow. Like, how, how does a trip like that work? Yes, definitely for Idaho. Um that that is how that works. You nailed it. Um, Idaho yeah. State will drive. That's a, that's a quick hour and a half. I'm pretty sure. Um, quick drive. Um, but no, yeah. If it's a weird location, we usually fly to the nearest, most popular airport, and then we'll we'll take a bus over. So. Got it. Well, Jaden Matthews, want to appreciate you take some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. A little bit about your journey, and also about what's kind of changed with the women's program this year. Because, like we said. Uh, two and three right now, but I mean, a lot of success early, um, in, I think, in all of those games and uh, undefeated in the Purple Palace. So can't wait yeah. to see ladies back at yeah. home because we've had a lot of success there. So looking forward to that. And um, I mean, best of luck this week as you make a, I mean, that's, that's a long trip. So it is. <laughs> We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but be ready. And uh, obviously we'll be rooting for you. Folks, you can watch those games on ESPN Plus. We'll shout out the times here at the end of the show. But uh, you can always get all these games on ESPN Plus. And like I said, if you're not able to watch them as they happen, because sometimes they're at uh, earlier times, I find that the women's games are earlier in the day sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can always rewatch the games on ESPN Plus, which I think is a nice thing about that app. Like, I, I mean, I, I, get my, I get my seven bucks worth like, every single month, man. There's so much, so much good sports there. <laughs> but, but Jane Matthews, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us here on Weaver State Weekly. Yep. Thank you guys for having me. We'll see you. Have a good night. All right. Uh, Want to thank Jaden once again for taking a little bit of time to chat with us. Um, man, like like we said, ladies, I mean, some some good success early, and uh, man, I hope to see that the ladies continue to to find that success because it has been a rough couple seasons, um, but good, good things happen. Yeah, it's uh, great to see him coming out winning already for sure. Because last season, I know I know it was hard, and it had to have been hard for the women on the team. So it's good to see that they're coming together, and it's fun to hear stories about Rhonda because it really starts to explain some of the ways that the team is really meshing. So it's been, it's been good so far. Well, I like stories like that because it gives people in the arena opportunities. You know, if Wildcats yeah. can be on defense. You know, there's a, there's a chance for the student section right there, Rhonda. Rhonda, you know, I'll, and then, I'll see if I can start helping it out. Okay. Game. Yeah. Because I mean, then the opposing team is confused because there's nobody on the roster named Rhonda. And they're like, <laughs> what are they doing? What does this mean? So that's how that, that's how that stuff starts. You know, just love, I love it. it. Well, ladies, let's talk a little bit about the game that happened uh, at Davis last weekend on Saturday. Uh, Wildcats. I mean, Wildcats ended up, ended up falling on the road. 
losing this one 62, 62 to 54. But I, like I said on Twitter last night, I watched the game late and I, I noted that, I mean, that 62 to 54 does not show how close the Wildcats were. They were in this game down two with a minute to go. I mean, and it really it should have been tied because there were a couple of opportunities there where, you know, just missed layups, um, but they were in this thing. Um, but I want to I want to get your ladies' takes before we kind of dive in too deeply. Now, what was the thing that stood out the most to you? Um, just initial takes based on what you saw. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good game overall. I think early on in the first half, there were some times that we had a, a bigger gap in score, um, which sometimes if you're starting out that early, I think at one point we might have been down by 12 or something like that. But the team really came together, like you were saying, and there wasn't a point where they were, you know, they stayed within 10 and closer than that most of the time. So it was great to see really how they meshed together. And a lot of what we've already talked about with Jaden, um, I think the defense looks really good this year. There are probably still some things that we can do to, you know, increase that shooting percentage. Um on offense, but overall, I think the team looks great and they stayed in it the whole time. And I think that's probably what the most important thing is like to come that close with, you know, the end of the game coming up. Gosh, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. Yeah. Brooke, what about you? I mean, sort of initial reactions to, to this team uh, in this one, uh, this loss at Davis. Yeah, they do seem to be better, especially uh, the last few years, um, kind of the same issues every now and then, but the rebounding is something that I've always got annoyed of because they, you know, they've always let the other teams get second chances on shots. And, you know, and I think what I've thought about since last weekend is those last couple minutes where they were down just two and then miss layups where they could have taken the lead and instead they miss them and let them go down and score. You know, it mostly is those last few shots. And I'm like, you could have won that game. It was right there. And all you had to do is hit those few shots. Yeah, after, I mean, you know, after UC Davis missed, you know, that right. was your opportunity to go down and get get a couple easy baskets. So, but that's mostly what stood out to me is those last couple minutes. Yeah, definitely, definitely the case because, uh, like you, like you noted, Brooke. I mean, the, the defensive intensity was there. Uh, the rebounding was good, and we'll talk a little bit about this in a second. But Wildcats ended up winning the rebound game, and um, yeah. that's something that the, you know, if you've listened to the show, we talked a lot about that with the men's team because there there was sort of this direct correlation between um, folks that, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's my girl. <laughs> uh, there's sort of this direct correlation with. Uh, when the Wildcats are not rebounding the ball well, you know, the men's team that, you know, they, they really struggled. They weren't getting those extra possessions. And this year, this, this Wildcats team does not seem to have that problem. They seem to be clearing the glass fairly well, getting in there, fighting for those rebounds. And it's making a big difference. It's giving them opportunities to get in there. Just like, you know, to Jessica, the, the field goal percentage is just a little bit low. And so, especially in the post, I think that like shooting around the basket has been a little bit of a challenge. And so there are opportunities for high percentage shots that just aren't falling right now. And if even, you know, 25% of those shots start falling, Wildcats are winning these games, right? Because they've been in all of these games. I said, yeah. except for, I mean, I have to go back and check, but except for maybe Tech, uh, the game against Texas Tech and Lubbock. I mean, aside from that, like, they've been in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just a few, a few more of those shots fall and the Wildcats are, you know, four and one instead of two and three right now. 
So interesting, interesting kind of the way that things are shaking out already early in the season. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about Jade Matthews that we just had on the show. I mean, she was huge. It was a bright spot. She had a double-double, hence the name of the show this week, J-Double-Double. And I think that should be her nickname going forward. She had 16 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, what do you think was the most impactful thing that she did, though? Because obviously she was scoring the ball. She was rebounding the ball. I mean, she shot the ball well. A lot of deflections, a lot of good defense. I mean, there's a lot to like. But, I mean, I wanted to ask you ladies, what did you feel was the most impactful thing that she was doing for the Wildcats on the floor? I think it was taking the shots. I, you know, I think that she consistently, um, is, is a good rebounder. Um, I think that what really made the difference here was taking the shots. She, you know, was right up there with the three point shots that she took. She took a heck of a lot of shots in the paint. And I think it's just really getting up there, getting the ball and, you know, getting it up. Um, and I think that she took some strategic shots. And I think that's probably the, I would say the most important thing she did in the game. Yeah, fair, fair take. Brooke, what about you? What, yeah. what did you feel was, you know, kind of the most impactful thing that she was doing for the Wildcats? Um, I think the rebounding, because every year, like I've said before, every year it's the rebounding that they don't do. Like, you know, second chances for themselves or the other team. They're, they always, you know, one person will throw up a shot and they'll all be starting to run back instead of standing, waiting for the, you know, going in and getting the rebound. So I think... Jaden getting all these rebounds and other people contributing to the rebounds has been huge because that's something I've always thought they've needed to do better. And this year it seems to have been better, but then yeah, her 16 points, she's taking good shots, not just throwing up every single thing. Like, you know, once in a while they do, but no, I think, I think honestly, both is points and rebounds. I mean, she's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She is. Yeah. I mean, totally good point there. Um, for me, I think that the most impactful thing that she did, and it doesn't tally necessarily up highly on the, on the stat sheet because it's only six points, but she was two of three behind the arc, shot the, the very best from the three-point line because I think the, there were only two or three of the players that ended up shooting threes, um, and, and those lines were like 0 for 4, 1 for 4. Uh, those, those, those attempts just weren't falling, but Jaden was – definitely on fire, you know, like I said, two for three, hit, knocking down those shots. And, and it feels like they were timely too, because if you watch the yeah. game, hit, knocking down threes at key points where like maybe the Wildcats are down five, bam, hits the three when they need it. Now it's, mm-hmm. now it's two, right? Like it just doesn't, they never, the, the Aggies were never able to kind of pull away because there were those timely shots mm-hmm. being taken. And so I think that it doesn't necessarily loom large on the stat sheet, but if you if you watch the game, it felt like those those threes were falling, and there were only just two, but still they, they fell at timely points in the game, and uh, I think it made the difference. Um, another thing to point out: mm-hmm. Aggies only scored nine points in the second quarter. I mean, really good mm. defense by the Wildcats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to ask you ladies also about, um, we talked a little bit about this shooting around the room was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, there were a lot of opportunities to score what should be high percentage shots that just weren't falling. And so I wanted to see what you felt. Did you think that it was more, uh, a function of, you know, the, the defense that Davis was putting up in the paint because the Wildcats only scored 18 of their 54 points in the paint, 
Or do you think that it was just an off shooting night? You know, like the ball is just weird. I mean, we've heard the volleyball team talk about this, you know, going down to like Sacramento and other places where, you know, lower, uh, the ball flies a little bit funny. Things just aren't like they are normally. I mean, which, which did you all think it was, you know, defense on the Aggie side or more just the ball not falling on that particular night? More I think it's really all just not falling. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> just yeah. more of, uh, to me, I feel like it was more of just it not falling and it seems to happen yeah. every once in a while. Like a couple of them will go for a layup and miss and it's like, really? <laughs> but cause I, a few of those layups I felt were kind of uncontested and they just didn't go in. I mean, some of them could have been the defense, but a few of them that I really re- remember that stick out were just, they just didn't go in, just came off the rim funny. Yeah, I wholeheartedly um, agree with Brooke. I do think some of it was, you know, tur- turnovers for sure. I think a little bit of it is kind of what set Jaden apart in this game is that she'd take just the extra half second to set her shot before she took it. And it feels like, especially when we're in the, well, really either, either place, but it would, it's helpful to just take that extra split second to make sure that that shot's set because, you know, we can do all kinds of things with their defense, but if it's on us, right. Just for missing those close shots, I think that just taking an extra half second would be helpful sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah definitely the case and it, and it felt that way right like you said when 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 the wildcats were were on the outside trying to hit shots from the outside uh they were having success because i mean they were getting set they were going through you know you could tell that the coaches have worked with them on shooting and it's something that they worked a lot mm-hmm. on because they were going through those motions and they were having success. Like I said, only 18 points in the paint. So the vast majority of the points came from shooting on the outside and it was working. For them. Mm-hmm. And I think especially the corner three, uh, that, that was, that was one that uh, I think that is getting better. It obviously didn't fall as much as they would like. There were some shots in the corner court pants are set up down there and uh, just, just didn't fall. Uh, but you know, last season that was a shot that she was knocking down. And so just, like we said, maybe just off shooting night, those happen. Um, but yeah. overall, it feels like the shooting for the Wildcats has, has gotten better. And now it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, working around the rim and maybe going through some of those similar motions to get the Wildcats ready so that when they are in those situations and they want to, you know, put the ball back up, you know, if it's a put back on an offensive rebound or transition buckets, I think there, like you mentioned, Brooke, you know, there were a couple of those transition buckets that didn't quite fall. Um, just getting ready for some of those situations. I mean, the Wildcats will be absolutely, I mean, they'll be, they'll be at least middle of the conference if some of those shots start to fall. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Um, Want to talk a little bit about, um, we've talked about the boards a fair bit. Wildcats win that battle 44 to 36, giving themselves opportunities. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about turnovers because turnovers have been, uh, They've been tough on the Wildcats. They've turned the ball over a lot in the last few seasons. Um, but mm-hmm. this one, I mean, 12 turnovers is kind of a high number. But, I mean, it wasn't as bad as what Davis had. I think Davis had, let me check the number really quickly, 17. Uh, oh, so, oh I, I mixed them up. I'm sorry. It was Davis that had 12 turnovers. The Wildcats ended up with 17. Um, the turnovers continue to be a little bit of an issue for the Wildcats, just, you know, giving the ball away. And I think a lot of that is sometimes the, the drives to the basket are where those turnovers happen. Um, it seems like when they're in the set offense, when they're running half court, 
they don't seem to have them quite as much, but when they're kind of in transition, mm-hmm. the offense isn't quite set. Uh, that's when a lot of those turnovers are, are taking place. I mean, what did you all see? Did you, did you feel that the turnovers were more one way? Did you feel like it was more a function of, cause of Davis's defense? Like, cause I, I mean, Davis played okay defense, but I really feel like they weren't like locked down. You know what I mean? Like talk to me about the turnovers. How, how, what did you feel was the, was the culprit there? Yeah, I do think that part of it was just, you know, when we'd mess up, we'd mess up, right? Um, If we'd miss a shot, they'd grab it. There were a few fast break points that they had there that it's just, it felt like um, some of those points were a function, especially of turnovers, of just not being set and not reset and quick, right? It's exactly what you're saying of the transition points on both sides, right? When we're moving a defense to offense, we might not take that extra half second to set. And then it, you know, just keeps a ripple effect where um, sometimes we turn over and give up a point in that set. I think, you know, just like we've said a whole lot, we're looking better than we have before, but I do think um, working on transitions is something that is going to help us moving forward in the season. Yeah. Brooke, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah. you feel like, yeah, I do. I yeah I totally agree that it's that's exactly it's transition they just get in a hurry they just want to make the big play and instead of you know they're like oh we see that person but there's two people already down the court or you know Mm -hmm. or it's a bad pass not at the person I think it is just mostly that transition that they just they just get hurt like in a hurry instead of taking one second to find the open person or or drive the ball sometimes they when they could drive the ball they don't and then they try to make that one extra pass when they could have made maybe an easy layup and instead they threw all it away so i think it like we've said it's the transition that they mess up on <laughs> yeah i think that's always a hard thing uh, especially like you said when they're in the half court set seems th- things seem to go pretty well they they seem to share the ball really really well and i think that that speaks to the chemistry that we talked about i mean and the team building that coach v and her team have kind of instilled in this team to say, all right, like we're going to work together and uh, nobody's going to play hero ball here. We're all going to work together and we're going to make this happen because we're in that, when they're in that half court set, it seems like things go a little bit more smoothly. Uh, there are definitely some kickouts. Like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of probing, uh, trying to find, you know, holes in the defense, you know, maybe, uh, you know, if you're a jazz fan, you hear the word blender a lot, you know, maybe a little bit of that where <laughs> balls moving around, you know, you know, just kind of these like slip screens happening, you know, where it's like, okay, we're doing this. But, uh, but overall, yeah, it seems like maybe the, the, the problem that the Wildcats find themselves in is they're creating turnovers, which creates opportunities for transition mm-hmm. and then uh, just not able to capitalize on the other side. I mean, I noted that of the, of the 12 turnovers that the Wildcats caused only scored eight points on those. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, basically like you scored on four buckets of, of 12. Um, yeah. so it's uh it's definitely an opportunity to work on and it's kind of funny because um what you find is most young teams are kind of the reverse and this isn't such a young team anymore i would say like we noted with Jaden, uh all of the starters are experienced almost always now a senior Jaden's a junior darren hickok's a junior um i think emma torbert is a junior uh and so yeah i mean there uh there there's a, there's a lot here I and mean, court heads are senior and so th- th- there's a lot of experience on that on that group on that starting you know five and then coming off the bench a lot of younger kids uh and so it would make sense that yeah like they play the system that coach v has installed a little bit better but uh yeah i mean i think that that transition will come uh because 
their opportunities. And that's the thing that a lot of teams, when they're usually bad teams, um, they're in the NBA and stuff. They're always really good at running the ball. They can't run the, the set offense. Whereas this team runs the set offense really, really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, all right, ladies, any parting thoughts before we move on to our next game? I'm, I'm just excited to see. I think that we've had a solid preseason. Um, excited to start Big Sky Play coming up this week. I think that um, I, I think this is a team that's going to continue to grow through the season, and we'll, we'll see good things. I mean, I'm an eternal optimist. I should say that, but it's been exciting <laughs> to see how well they're doing already. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here on this show last year, we had high hopes, you know, thinking like if this team could just go 500, that would be a huge improvement. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, Wildcats didn't have such a great um, COVID year, I think, also adds to it. It was a really weird year where you're playing these these back-to-backs. Um, just a weird year last year, but already early success. And, of course, mm-hmm. like we noted, um, they've been able to have that success – in this out of conference stuff. So once they get into conference, like Jane noted, I mean, they were picked dead last in the conference, but in, in the preseason. And so they're, they're playing for pride and they're playing to show folks that no, we're not actually that bad. Like we're building something in Ogden. And uh, I think that they've shown already that maybe some of those folks were wrong to pick them dead last once again, uh, because I think that they're going to turn some heads in conference play. Yeah. All right, with that, let's talk about our game. So, ladies, I've got a game for you. We're calling this one By Yourself. So, I've got a a scenario of sorts for you both, and uh, I want to get your thoughts. Would you buy or sell on the scenario that I'm going to put in front of you? So, Jessica Euler, I'm going to go first with you. Wildcats win this season more than 10 games. You buy or sell on? I... I'm buying. All right. She's optimistic. I am. She's buying. I'm going to write this down somewhere so we can come down to it. We're two in. We got eight more to go. Solid out of conference. I think, like I said, I think they're going to continue to grow as a team as we do this. We've seen defense. That's great.